Mesechta Soite Daf Mem Aleph Amud Aleph, page 41, side A. So the Gemara says, in the Pasuk it says, by Ezra, Vayikra Boi Lifnei Horchoiv Asher Lifnei Shar Hamayim. And that he read in front of the street that was before the gate of the water. So we see from this that according to the Chachomim, uh, they did read in the Azara. So on this question, Amram Chizda, sort of Chizda said that we can answer that the Ibrahim intended that they were reading the Ezra's Noshim. Uh, and that's the same answer that we're going to, uh, that the Gemara used to, that it was in the courtyard of the Noshim, which wasn't consecrated. Further, the Mishnah said, further, we learned in the Mishnah, the Koyre, that the Koyan God would read in the section of Achrei Mois and Va'ach Ba'oser. So the Gemara asked, what do you mean? And I'll ask you a question. We learned that Bindalgin Binovi, that you are permitted for the one who does the Maftir and the Novi to jump from one portion to the other portion, one parsha to the other parsha, but the ain medalgin But in the Torah, we don't jump from one parsha to the other parsha. So how does the koyin gadol, uh, the Mishnah say, jump from the portion of achrei mois uh, to the portion of achba oser? Amar Abaye, Doctor Abaye says like This is not a question because kan. This that we learned that you cannot jump in the Torah is talking about a uh, jump which is takes so long turgimon so that the one who translates would interrupt him and he can't uh, he would he would have to stop and wait for the time that they come to the other spot that would be an embarrassment for the communities for them to be quiet to have to wait for the reader but Khan, but over here in our Mishnah we're talking about a small jump that is only so it would not cause the translator to translate the part that was already read so while the translation of the last Pasek in Akhri Mois is being translated, the Koyin Godel will be rolling the Torah to the portion of Ahbe Osir, so that immediately when the translator finishes, the Koyin Godel continues to read in the new portion. In that type of a scenario, it is not embarrassing for the community, and one is permitted to uh, skip. Gemara asks, but on this mission we learned in the Braise, but on this Mishnah itself, it says in the Braise that you can uh, jump in the Novi, uh, go and you don't jump over in the Torah. So the Braise says, what medalgin? Up to what place can you jump over in the Novi? Also, it says, to the extent that the translator, the Turgumon, should not have to interrupt and wait. That is the extent 
even by the Navi that you are permitted to jump over. So from this we can derive Miklol, so we can derive from this, that in the Torah one is not even permitted to jump over, even if he doesn't cause the Turgamon to wait, uh, and he can start right the Turgamon. Because even by the Navi, that is the condition. So by the Torah, you're not allowed to even do that. Hello, Rabbi. Therefore, Rabbi comes up and says another answer, like Kashi. It's not a question. We have another answer. Because Khan in our Mishnah, we're talking about that he's jumping over from one section to the other section. It's one subject matter. Both of these portions talk about Yom Kippur. In such a case, one is permitted to jump if in this jump, there will not cause the Turgamon, the translator, to interrupt. But Khan, in the Braisen, which it explains that it is prohibited to jump over in the Torah at all, and in the Prophet is permitted to jump, in order that for the Turgamon not interrupt, he's talking about Bishnei in Yonim. In two separate matters, so he's jumping from one subject to another subject. So in that case, where one's heart is not drawn to listen to one item so he quickly uh, so one cannot quickly change quickly to go ahead and understand another subject he has to transfer from one concept from one subject to another concept so therefore like this by the Kriya which was uh, which purpose is to teach the people the laws of the Torah. We were worried that the one who listens will not listen to one Pasik and therefore a kilkel, uh, something uh, bad will come out, he might transgress and not fulfill because he didn't pay attention to that Pasik and therefore the Chachamim prohibited to jump from one subject to the other my subject. So even if it doesn't uh, wait as long that the Turgamon, there's no disrespect to the Tzibur, still the Chachamim did not want to jump from one subject to the other subject. However, when we're dealing with the Navi, which there is no such a suspuri, so then it is permissible to jump from matter to matter, as long as there won't be no disrespect to the community, because the Turgamon will not need to interrupt, he will have a chance to start, as soon as the Turgamon finishes translating, he can start from the second subject matter. We actually learn such a uh, in a Braise, like this answer, that that you can go over in the Torah in one subject, and in the Novi, one can jump, even in two subject matters. And by the Torah, the Navi were only permitted only so that the uh, Turgamon will not be interrupted. And in either case, but you cannot jump from one prophet to another book, from another prophet, because that would definitely confuse those who listen too much. But but in the prophets of that in Treyosar, which are the twelve Nafis together, you could jump, it's considered to be one. Conditional that he should not jump in a backwards way from the end of the Sefer to the beginning, 
and it has to go according to the order of the Sefer. Further, we learned in the Mishnah, that he rolls the Torah, the Kohen Godel rolls the Torah up after he finishes the laning, and he places it in his lap. And then he says, we learned in the Mishnah that more than I have read for you is written in here. And and then he reads in the Chumash Bamidbar, he reads it by heart, orally. The Gemara explains, why is it so important that he needs to declare this thing that Yosef Mashikaros Lefnechum Kosukan? So Shaloi Lahoitzi Laz Al Sefer Torah. So it was in order not to take, make out a bad name on a Sefer Torah. Because people should not come to say that the portion that he's reading orally about Peh is not really written in Sefer Torah. It's a uh, Sefer Torah which has parts missing. So he has to make that declaration. Further, we learned in the Mishnah that in the section of Osir, which is in Bamidbar, the Kohen God reads orally. So the Gemara asks, why does he need to read orally? Let him roll the Sefer Torah to that section. And then he can read it from the inside. That one that he cannot roll the Sefer Torah if he Shein Goyel in Sefer Torah b'Tzibur. You don't roll a Sefer Torah in the Tzibur uh, in the public because of the respect out of the Tzibur keeping everybody waiting. So the Gemara asks, but the latest Sefer Torah let them bring another Sefer Torah which is already rolled to the section of Be'osir, the Likri, and let him read from the writing. In that case, you don't have to roll the Sefer B'Tzibur. Rabbi Huna, Bari Huda says that the reason why we don't take out another Sefer Torah is Mishum Pagomashalarishin is because we worry of the a blemish of the first Sefer Torah that people shouldn't say that there was a, a pasul, a blemish, uh, disqualification found in the first Sefer Torah, and that's why they took out the Sefer Torah, second Sefer Torah. So we don't want to take out a second Sefer Torah. Reb Shimon ben Lakish Ahmad, Reb Shimon Lakish says he answers that the reason we don't want to take out another Sefer Torah. For we do not make a blessing unnecessarily, because the Kohen Godel will then need to make a bracha also on the second Sefer Torah, and that would be an unnecessary bracha. So, bracha she'en So, the Gemara asks on Rav Huna's question, Rav Huna's answer, who says that we don't take out because we're afraid that people will say that the first Sefer Torah, that is something wrong with it, and that's why they take on the Sefer Torah. So the Gemara asks, Do we then worry for a Pagam, that if you take out two Sefer Torahs, people will say that the first one is possible? But did not then Rabbi Yitzchak Navche say, he says that the Rish Chodesh Tevis Shachol Liyos B'Shabbos, 
if Rish Chodesh of the month of Tevis that comes on Shabbos, so we have three uh, happenings, three occasions to read the Torah, one for Rish Chodesh, one for Hanukkah, and one for Shabbos. So he says, maybe Sholish Torah, he brings three Sefer Torah, and he reads, Achas one of the subject matter of the day, which is the regular Parshish of the weekly portion. The Achas, and from the other one, he read the portion, the section Sholish Chodesh, that is for the beginning of the month of Rish Chodesh. The Achas, Bishel Hanukkah, and one you'll read the Hanukkah. So here we see that we don't worry that they will speak bad about the Sefer of the first Sefer Torah because we take out three of them the Gemara answers that it's different because over there we read three people in different Sefer Torahs and each person reads in another Sefer Torah in that case like a Pagoma there is no blemish for the first Sefer Torah but here Urchad Gavra is Betrei Sifra when there's one person reading in two Sfarim, and he doesn't read in the previous Sefer, he Pagama, that there is a chashash, we have a worry that people might come and say that the first Sefer is a Pagum, has a blemish. Then we learned in our Mishnah, he makes eight blessings after the Torah. That explains the blessings of the Kohen Gadol. It says, You make the first blessing of the eight will be Allah Toyro, which is the usual bracha of Hashem Nosan Lonu Teiras Emes, Kederech Shemivorchim Beveisa Knesses, in the same way as we bless in the Shul after reading of the Torah. The Alha Avoida. Then you say Then you make the bracha of Ritzei. You make the bracha of Moedim. You make the bracha of Ato V'chartonu. And then you say, Baruch Atah Hashem Melech Moichel V'soleich Lavi Nesenu. And these brachas, he makes in the blessings, Kisiknam, as their usual Nusach. Uh, and then he prays Allah Mikdosh Bifnei Atzmai separately for the Beis Hamikdash, and he says Zabochar Ba Mikdosh. And then Allah Kohanim Bifnei Atzmam he prays in a separate bracha for the Kohanim, and he concludes with the words of Aboicher Ba Kohanim. Then he makes a separate bracha to Tefillah for Al Yisrael Bifnei Atzmam, and he concludes with Aboicher Ba Yisrael. And then he goes Val Yerushalayim, and he prays for Bifnei Atzmam, and he concludes with Aboicher Yerushalayim. Then we learned in the Mishnah that uh, the Kohen Gadol makes an additional bracha which is called Vashor Tefillah. The rest is Tefillah. Ton Rabbonu. We learned in Abraisa explaining the Mishnah what means Vashor Tefillah. So the Abraisa uh, explains that it's one bracha that has in it Tchina, Rina, Uvakosha. A beseeching, a song, and a request. Sha'amcho Yisrael Tzrichim Livosha that your people, your nation, Israel, need to be helped. And then he completes that blessing with the words Shemei one who listens to prayers. So the Braitha continues, from this point and on, after the Koyim Godl completed reading the Parsha and the blessings, each one 
who finds himself there brings a Sefer from his own home to the courtyard, the Koyreboy, and he reads it. The Kol Kach Lomo, and so much why, why do we do so? Kedei Lahariz Chazusoy Lorabim, in order to show the beautiful, the beauty of the Sefer to the uh, public. Mishnah. Next Mishnah. Parashas HaMelech, the portion of the king that we learned earlier, it specifically said in Lashon Kodesh, Ketzad. What is the order and what is the time of saying it? On the Moitzi of the, the uh, end of the first day uh, of Sukkot, Bashmini, on the eighth year, Eighth year is Bimotsoi Shviz, which is on the end of the seventh year, uh, after the Shemitah year. Oisin Loi Bimoshaleiz Bazora. So they would make for the king a wooden platform in the courtyard. And he would sit on it. And that reading is, the Torah requires that. Shenemar, because the Posik says, Mikate Sheva Shonim, the Moyed, the Goimer. So the Pasik says over there that after seven years in the you should read the entire Torah in the ears of all Yidin, etc. Chazanakness is the attendant of the Knesses uh, of the Shul, of the synagogue, which was close to the Azorah in the Harabai's Noitel Sefer Torah. He would take a sefer Torah and he would pass it to the head of the synagogue who was a level up of him. And the head of the synagogue he would give it to the second to the Koyim Godel, the Skan Koyim Godel who was on a higher level than the head of the shul of this Knesses and the Knesses. And the Skan would give it to the high priest. The Koyin God would give it to the king. And the king would get up from his place, from a Kabul, and he would receive the Sefer Torah of the Koyre Yeshev. And he would read the Sefer Torah while sitting. So the Mishnah relates that Agrif has a Melech Omad Vikibel. He stood up from sitting and received the Sefer Torah. The Koyre Oymet. And he was reading while he was standing because of the honor of the Torah. And the Chachomim praised him for doing so. And when he reached in his reading, that you cannot place upon yourself a strange man. His eyes were dripping with tear because that verse that qual- disqualifies Agrippas from kingdom because Agrippas was a seed of Herodus who was a slave. So those who were present said to him, Don't worry, Agrippas, that we will uh, overthrow you, push you away from the kingdom. Because since your mother is Jewish, you are a brother, you are a brother. The Koyre and the king would read from the beginning of Eilat Vorim until the Shema Yisrael, 
which is in the portion of Eschanon. And then he would read the Shema, the portion of Shema, because the Shema has in it the acceptance, so they accept upon themselves the yoke of the heavenly kingdom. And then you skip until the section of Ahoyim Shemoya, which is in the portion in the center of Ekev. So there you should accept upon themselves the oil mitzvahs, the yoke of the mitzvahs. And then he would skip over and read in the section of Aser Te Aser, which is in the portion of Re'eh. And from there he would jump over and read in the section of Kisachale Laser, which is in the section of Kisove. And the reason he reads these parshias is because that is the time of gathering in, and they are being uh, instructed and uh, reminded to give the gifts for the poor and to separate the Trumas and Maisus. Then he would go back and he would read Uforoshes HaMelech so after doing Kisovoi he goes back to the section of Shoftim in which it says Osimo Alay Melech and then he would skip over and goes to Ubrochus Uchlolois that is in the portion of Kisovoi so that they should accept upon them the covenant of the yoke of Torah until he finishes the entire parsha. And the Vrachos the, all the eight blessings that the Kohen Godel would bless after he reads the Yom Kippur the king would also bless them after his reading but he substitutes the bracha of Yom Tev in the place of the blessing of Mechilas Oven which the Kohen Godel would bless in Yom Kippur the end of the Mishnah. We'll go to the Gemara. So we learned in the Mishnah that the king's reading is on the eighth day. It says Bashmini. So the Pashtus, the things, what does Bashmini mean? That means Shmini Atzeres. The Gemara asks, Bashmini Salchadaitoch? Can it then I mean, think that it means on Motsi Yom Tevarish and the Chag? Uh, it says in the Fairish it has to be on the Motsiyot Rishchak, not on the eighth day, not on Shminat Sedes. Eimo Bashminis means on the eighth year. Bashminis not on the eighth day, but on the eighth year. In the Torah it says that Mikhail Shavashonim, the Posse gives an elaborate description when we lay in this parsha, it says the end of seven years. The time of Shemitah, the Chag Asukas, and the Sukkah of Voikol Yisrael, Lidas is Pnei Hashem Alekecho, Babokim Hashayivchar, Tikras HaToyla Azoyis Neged Kol Yisrael Neim. So when all the Jewish people come to see the face of God your God and the place that He chooses, then you should read this Torah in front of all the Jews in their ears. So the Gemara asks, Why do we need all these signs of the time for reading? And the Gemara explains that Tzricha, we need all of them. The Ikosav, Rachamana, if the Torah would have just written Miketz, it would have said just at the end of seven years, Miketz Shavashon, Havamino, then I would say, 
Nimnu Mehashlo, that they should count the seven years from now, from 40 years after going out of Mitzrayim, which is the time that they were commanded. And then they should read the Parshas HaMelech. Even though it doesn't take place at the seventh year of Shemitah, because they hadn't really counted Shemitahs only after 14 years of entrance into Eretz Yisrael. So therefore the Apostlech writes, Kos of Rachmano Shemitah, the Torah writes Shemitah, to tell us that this reading hinges on the year of Shemitah. Because of Rachman and if the Torah would have written Shemitah Havamina, then I would think that you read the Sof Shemitah at the end of Shemitah before the Rosh Hashanah of the eighth years. Because the Torah says Mikesha Mishonim is Mashma at the end of the year. Therefore, because Rachman and that the Torah done the time to teach us to tell us that this is at the time that follows the holiday that follows Shemitah. Then I would think maybe it's the beginning of the Yom Tev, which is Rosh Hashanah, which is also called a Moyed. Torah is just the festival of Sukkot. So let the Kos Rachmona Bechagas Sukkot. Torah would have just said on the festival of Sukkot, have Amina. Then I would have said I feel Yom Tev Achrin, even on the last day of Sukkot. Kos Rachmona. So that's what the Torah writes, Levoi kol Yisrael, that when they all come, that is, Mesechta Soiter Daf Mem Aleph on the base, page 41, side B. So therefore, Maschalta de Moye, that this takes place from the beginning of the holiday, from the beginning of Sukkot. Further, we learned in the Mishnah that the Chazan HaKnesses, Noitl Sefer Torah, the attendant of the shul takes the Sefer and passes it to the head of the Knesses. So the Gemara says, So from this Mishnah, we should learn, it would seem like the opinion that that you are permitted to show and give respect to a student even if the Rav is in that same place, this is not considered to be degrading. The Rabbi's covered that you are giving his student covered because in this case, you're giving honor to the Rosh HaKnesses in the front of the king. Omar Abaye says no. But this is not a proof because the reason of our Mishnah is Kulom Mishum the The whole thing is for the honor of the king, because we're trying to show that there is many leaderships all beneath him. In such a situation, everybody agrees that you can give uh, honor to a student in the place of the Ra. Further, we learn in the Mishnah of the king stands up and receives it and he sits while he reads. He reads while sitting. He got up and received, but then he read while he was standing. So the Gemara asks, that's from the fact that it's written, that he wrote standing, this is Mashma the Yoshev, that beforehand he was sitting, but Mar said that Ein Yeshiva Ba'azorah that there is no permission to sit 
in the Azorah only for the kings of the house of David alone. Because the Posik showed honor to uh, the kings of the house of David that their kingdom is wholesome, Shunemar. Because the Posik said, But Agrifas, who was from the kings, from the house of the Hashminoyim, how was he allowed to sit? The Gemara answers, as Rukhizda said in a similar question, that the reading took place by Ezra's Noshim in the women's section in which one is permitted to sit. <coughs> so in our case we'll answer also that the reading of the Torah was in the Ezra's Noshim and therefore Agrippas was permitted to sit there. So the Mishnah further we learned that Agrippas HaMelech read while standing Bishibchu Chachamim the Chachamim praised him for this. The Gemara asks for the fact that Shibchuhu, that they praised the Miklol, so that would seem the Shapir Ova. And that he did right, the fact that he was standing. The Gemara about Omar Abashi, but Rabashi says, A leader in Israel who forgoes, forgives his honor, he is, it is forgivable, he has a right to do so, it can be done. But But a king who forgoes on his honor, his honor is not forgiven. Because the Pasuk says, A duplicate Lashon, place you shall place. So the X, the word Tosim, we learn, His fear should be upon you. And if he forgives on his covet, then his fear is not upon him. The Gemara answers, Mitzvah shiny, that a mitzvah is different. Agrippus forgave on his covet for the purpose of a mitzvah. In such a situation, his honor is forgiven. Further, we learn in a Mishnah. When Agrippus came to the verse, You cannot place Allah, you cannot put a stranger on you. His eyes were tearing. And they said to him, Don't be afraid, Agrifas, you are a brother, you are a brother. We learned in the name of Rabbi Nos, at that time that they said so to him, the enemies of the Jews, meaning it's an expression, means the Jews, but he doesn't want to say bad about the Yiddish, he says, Israel. So the Sony Israel were guilty of of being. Are destroyed because they were flattering Agrippas. Because, notwithstanding the fact that his mother was Jewish, he still was not fit to be a king over Israel because he was a slave. And this was a shame to Israel that a slave should be a king over them. Omar Rabbi Shimon So Shimon Chalafta says, from the time that the power of flattery became strong, this Absu Hadinim, from that time, the judgments have been crooked because the judges began to flatter to those who they come to judgment. 
and the actions of the people have become uh, bad uh, because the tzaddikim saw that people doing a virus didn't protest them because of flattery and that way the generations learn to behave like the acts of the Rishoy and nobody can say anymore my actions are greater than yours because since people didn't protest against the Rishoyim everybody learned from them so everybody became a Rabbeir another said it is permissible to flatter the evil in this world because for the future is written they will no longer call to a novel. A novel is a person who only gives what he has to. With a bad eye, they won't call him a nodive, benevolent person who gives generously. Ulechile, and to a person who is a cheater, a deceiver, who plots bad things, Layomir Shoya, will not be said about him that he is a generous, benevolent master that everybody turns to. So from this posik we can derive miklau from these words that in this world it is permissible to flatter the evil people. And it's only in the future that it is prohibited to be machlif them, to flatter them. Shimon Lokish says that the source that it's permissible to flatter the evil people is mahocha. It's from this verse that Yaakov, our father, was flattering Esau. And he tells him to Esau, the Pesach begins, the Pesach says, Seeing your face was like seeing the face of God and you a priest. That was flattery. So we see that you can do it in the Elmaza. The Gemara says, that this interpretation of Shimon Lokish in the Pesach is in disagreement with the explanation of Rabbi Levi, which says that Yaakov Avinu, our father Yaakov, did not flatter Israel of, uh, 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 to Esau at all, but rather he was threatening him. Omar Rabbi Levi, for the place he says, Marshal Shay Yaakov the example for Yaakov and Esau in this verse, the verse, the Adam what can we compare this to? La Adam Shizimen as a person who invites his friend, and he recognizes that the one who invited him, that the, and the one who invited him is seeking to kill him. He wants to kill the guest. So the guest says to the one who invited him, the taste that I taste here is like the taste that I tasted while I was in the king's house. Omar, so then the inviter says to himself, it seems like this person who tastes from the king's food, Yodele Malka, the king knows him. And therefore, Mr. Fevele so the murderer will be afraid and he won't kill him. So Yaakov Evinu was threatening Esau, he was 
hinting to him that he is accustomed to see malachim kiroyis penelikim that help him, so he shouldn't dare start up with him. The Gemara brings now several main, several statements of Rabbi Lazar, uh, in uh, to show how flattery is not right. Amar Rabbi Lazar says Rabbi Lazar kol adam sheyesh bechanufa. Any person has in himself flattery, maybe Afla Elam brings anger to the world. So Namar, because the Pasik says, Vikhan Feilev Yosimov, those who flatter the heart place anger. And further that the prayer of the one who flatters is not listened to Shinamar, as it says in the continuation of the Pasik, Loy Yishavu Ki Asorom that their prayer will not be accepted when Asorom, when the pain comes for them. But the Gemara gives now the simon for the statements of the Belozer with regards to flattery is Af Ubar Gehinem Beyodei Nido Goyla. Vamar Abelozer, further says the Belozer, Chol Odom Sheyesh Bechadnufa, that any person who has flattery, Afilu Uborim Shebimei Imon Mekalon, even fetuses in their mother's womb curse them. The flatterers, because the pasuk says, "Oimer l'rosho tzadikato," one who says to the evil, "You are righteous." Yikavu amim is amu lumim. So, what does it mean? Ve'ain koiv. When it says yikavu amim koiv, and that's mentioned in the pasuk, eloklola, they will curse him. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, and by Pashas Bilam, the lashon of Moeko, he says, "Loy kaboy kale." So we see. That they, how can I curse them? Hashem didn't curse them. So koiv is lashon klolo. So yukavu means klolo, and then it says loim is ve'ain loim aluubarim. Loim means fetuses. Shneamar because Yaakov and Esav when they were in their mother's womb it says loim miloim yamatz. So yukavu amiz umu luumim. So they will be cursed by the fetuses. V'omer Abelazar further says Abelazar kol adam sheyesh bechanufa. Any person that has uh, flattering neifel by Gehenim and falls in uh, Gehenim. Shenemar, because the Pesach says, Hoi, woe is to the flatterers. Ha'imrim lo'ra toif, who say to a bad person that is good, and to a good person bad, we're going maxi v'achro. What does the Pesach say is the punishment? Lo'chein ba'aka achel kash l'shein eish. As a straw is eaten by a tongue of fire, so we see that they fall in the fire of the game. One who flatters his friends, so at the end he will fall in the hand of that evil person who he flatters. And if he doesn't fall in the hand of the one who he flattered, he'll fall in the hands of his sons. And if not in the hands of the sons, the sons of the Pesach says, The prophet Yirmiyo, who prophesied false prophecy, that in two years, Yechonia and the vessel of the Mignesh will return from their exile. Amen came Yasa Hashem, Yochem Hashem Ezdvarecha. Uh, 
So this was uh, on Yirmiya's part, this was a Hanufa. This was a flattery. Because he told him, let Hashem do so, may Hashem have fulfilled your words. That was flattery because he should have told him specifically, you're speaking falsely. You're not saying the truth. The, the truth. So what does it say that after several days, Yirmiya went out to Yerushalayim, to the land of Binyamin, uh, to divide for inheritance that fell to him over there. 